Baltimore's favorite way to get news is live. live. Baltimore's favorite talk radio show is local. Baltimore's favorite talk radio host is Larry. Larry. So get the latest news and more live and local with Larry. On the Larry Young Morning Show, every weekday morning from 6 to 10 on WOLB 1010 AM. Good morning, good morning, family. It's 934 here on 1010 WOLB on this Monday, January the 13th. 42 degrees, going to go as high as 57, lower 42 tonight on a clear day. You know, I had a chance to talk with Dr. Tyron Claiborne. And he was telling us about the fantastic conference that's coming close and nearby to us, of course, in our sister city of Washington at the Marriott uh, or uh, Park Hotel, February the 13th and the 15th. And he extended an invitation for us to be a part of it. And more importantly for us, for, for right now, he said he would work it out so that we might get, I'm going to use the word, with a capital T. Because like this morning, we're going to be speaking in just a moment with Dr. Pamela McCauley. It is an internationally recognized industrial engineer researcher, a STEM advocate, university leader, seasoned entrepreneur, innovator, experienced federal program director. And as an industrial engineer researcher, she's known for significant work in the development of fuzzy set theory based on mathematical models, human engineering, biometrics, as well as engineering and women's leadership in STEM. And of course, that is what is going to be our emphasis to push and encourage others to come on board and to make sure as many of you listening, make your way to this conference. It's being planned. It's going to be, I'm telling you, as first of all, Tyrone Taylor was behind it. So what he touches happens to be good, strong, and always a success. But now let's go to our newsmaking line and speak to this great doctor so that you might get, to, uh, again, I just wish we could have accommodated with more time because having this brief conversation will only give you what I'm calling a tease. But she's available to us and we're honored that she would put us on her schedule. So let's go to the newsmaker line right now. Good morning, good lady. Good excuse me. Good morning, doctor. Good morning. How are you? Fine, thank you. We're so honored that you would let us rob you some of your morning time to join the Larry Your Morning Show. We're much appreciation to you. Totally my pleasure. Glad you to be with you. You were born at uh, Fort uh, uh, Benning uh, to a military family, grew up in a small town in Oklahoma. What got you interested in science, technology, engineering, math, STEM at the well, Frederick Douglass High School? My dad, uh, my father, he was uh, an Army sergeant, uh, but he always said to us uh, that study hard and, and get your math, and he made us take math every year. And because of that, I didn't have the fear of math that many students have. And my father, he worked, uh, as I said, as an Army drill sergeant, and he always told us how important it was to get our education. And then as a little girl in Oklahoma, um, I always share the story very briefly that we would sleep outside on the rollaway bed. I'm sure <laughs> much of your audience doesn't even know what a rollaway bed is, but my grandmother lived in the country, and so in the summer we would beg to sleep outside on the rollaway bed, and I would look up at the stars, and I was just fascinated at the stars, and so that really began my love for science. Now, after high school, you started off at a community college from going to the University of Oklahoma. In a recent interview, you're becoming an engineering series. You said at some point, I'm told, 
that you were thinking about what majors you could study to make a nice living with a bachelor's degree because you were a young mom. So Absolutely. you went to the library, looked up different engineering disciplines. Is that a good way to choose an engineering as a career? Well, I think so. Oh, and of course, back then, you had to go to the library. Of course, our young folks today have more information uh, at the click of a mouse or on the phone than we did with you know, stacks of books. But I think that's an excellent way because once you learn about a career, also about the financial aspects of it. And again, I was a young mom, so I had my daughter when I was in high school and took her to college with me. So I needed to find a way to make a good living for her. And it was a struggle initially. When I was in school, I, I received welfare and food stamps, and, and I hated it. But I, I knew that that's what I needed to do in that season of my life to get to where I wanted to be. And so studying engineering, when I looked in the library and saw that I could make a nice salary with that bachelor's degree, that motivated me to pursue that engineering discipline. Now, family, catch this. You are the first African-American woman to earn a PhD in engineering in the state of Oklahoma. What was the journey like and what advice do you have for young people? Well, you know what, it was, um, it, it had its moments. It was challenging, very challenging some days. But the beauty of not knowing what you can't do is that, I mean, I didn't even know that I was going to be the first black woman to get a PhD in engineering. I just knew that I wanted my uh, bachelor's degree and then of course, uh, God opened up many doors, and I had mentors who encouraged me. So then I got a fellowship, a National Science Foundation fellowship, to pursue my graduate studies. And it was just amazing. I mean, the level of encouragement I got from my mentors. That said, there was still a lot of opposition because many people, I was the first black woman engineering graduate student that some of these professors had seen. And so uh, it, I was different to them. But if you persist, and again, I had good mentors around me, um, Dr. Howard Adams and my PhD advisor, Dr. Badiru, and they encouraged me. But it was it was difficult some days. Sometimes it was lonely. Sometimes I felt isolated. But then I also had some very good friends there with me. But I always say to the young folks, I mean, if you have a dream, you really can make it come true. But you have to add some timeline. You have to add some structure. You have to do some work. Uh, so dreams need need to become goals, and so that comes with the structure and a plan. And of course, all of this is from my drill sergeant father, who always said, "Plan everything." <laughs> In 1993, you won the largest National Science Foundation graduate fellowship at the University of Oklahoma. You also launched support groups for young women in STEM. Why? Well, um, as I said, I've been very blessed to have. Um, uh, supporting parents. My mother is so optimistic. And so I, even despite the fact that I had my daughter when I was in high school, that I didn't have any money, having that, that encouragement from my father and my mother, the most optimistic and supportive person you could ever imagine, that really made a difference for me. But I realized that a lot of young mothers who were just as smart as I was didn't have that structure and that guidance. And so I put Motivational Moms together in 1993, I think it was, uh, and that organization was designed to encourage young mothers. And we worked in Oklahoma City as a nonprofit for several years. And after Motivational Moms, after we ended that pro program or that organization, I've continued to, uh, to do this because I'm so passionate about helping young women, young people, period. But for these young mothers, a STEM degree 
can take you, move you into the middle class with even an associate degree. 52% of STEM careers can be obtained with a two-year degree. And so there's no reason for us to be wondering how we're going to make it as, as young women, as young men, as young mothers. You don't have to depend on the system. You don't have to depend on anyone else, on a man. You can get you a STEM education. And if you pursue an engineering degree, the salaries are even higher and create that life that you want, that you deserve and that your children deserve. And so that was truly my motivation, my daughter in that. Uh, more recently, you were selected to lead the National Science Foundation course program. Now, the i course program prepares scientists and engineers to extend their focus beyond the university laboratory. What will you be doing at the 2020 Black Engineers of the Year Awards Conference in Washington? Well, I'm so glad you asked me about what I'll be doing. I will be doing whatever I can to support Dr. Tyrone Tabor and all of those amazing folks at Career Communications Group. Um, this conference has been such a significant part of my life. I've attended the second conference 33 years ago. I believe this is the 34th year. And for me to walk into a place after being in Oklahoma as a student and seeing so few African-American engineers and to see such an amazing group of successful black engineers who were real people who talked to me, who encouraged me, it changed my life. It really did. And I, I was listening to the previous segment you had going up the tail end of it. If anyone has a child, a young person in the area, I would strongly encourage you, I'm begging you to bring them to this Black Engineer of the Year conference. It's life changing to actually see that this is a real career that I can have. There are people who look like me who are not just in these careers, but enjoying these careers, thriving, making a difference and changing the world. So I will be there. I will be speaking, I'm sure, at some point to some of the young folks. Uh, and I'm just, it's just an honor to continue to be a part of the Career Communications Group Conferences, Black Engineer of the Year, the Women of Color and Technology uh, Conference. And uh, I was just, I'm just so pleased and excited to be, that it's coming up and I will be there. I want to commend Tyrone Tibon and Archer Jerson and the whole, for finding a way to start. And if you're going to get something started strong, put one of your best up. And Doc, you fit the category to a T. Thank you so very much. Give the particulars again, Larry. I, I'm going to do that. Yes, she has. A, thank you so much for joining My us. My pleasure. And we'll certainly look forward to seeing you there at the conference. Likewise. Have a great day. Good morning. Uh, again, family, the, 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 this is going to occur in Washington, D.C. And uh, we are, uh, Dr. Taborn is working out so that uh, there will be an opportunity, particularly for young folks, particularly for young folks, to make your way uh, to it. And uh, there's some early registration that I'm looking at right now that we're going to be able to forward uh, to your attention as, as well. And what's the date on it? February the 13th through the 15th. So we've got a couple of weeks to pull it off, but the early uh, bird, you sort of missed that. So, uh, but the standard uh, registration is up to January the 31st, and they do have late registration, but let's not have that happen. That's, I mean, we, we, if, if you want to know that science, technology, engineering, and mathematics career opportunities refer to STEM industries are growing rapidly, 
Employers cannot fill the jobs postings quickly enough. And there are a wide variety of openings for diverse candidates with the STEM skills necessary to succeed. And each year at this conference, the STEM conference, it brings professionals and students together for three days to share their experience, career information. You can uh, network with attendees from around the country by participating in the seminars and workshops that explore every facet of STEM career paths. And the goal of the conference is to create connections between students, educators, STEM professionals by facilitating partnerships with individuals and their local STEM resources. And, and see, I love it because all of this is so positive, who basically said, look, I came from a very best beginning, but I was determined that as a African-American and as a woman, I was going to better myself. And that's the message for all of our youngsters. You can't choose where you start, but you can certainly decide where you finish. So true. We'll have an opportunity all, uh, but my three or four opportunities to hear from fantastic professionals as such as Doc that we just heard. And this is going to be wonderful. But talk to me. Stop by.